Welcome back to another episode of the Flipping the Industry podcast. I'm your host, Tori Johnston, and I am so excited to be here with a very special guest, Dan Palamis. He is one of our partners with Goldilocks, our sister company to IBE, and he is going to dive into some really cool stuff with you guys. We're going to be chatting about websites. So Dan, you can go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you found yourself in this industry. Great to be here too. Thanks, Tori. So yeah, I've been in the industry for close to 15 years and I came over, actually, I used to be in sales before that. And I got an opportunity a long time ago to meet Sam Via um, and his company when they were just before launch and they were looking to bring the company to market. I, I helped them in that phase. And then um, after their first trade show, asked me to join the company and I've been in the hair industry ever since. When I was working with them, they were trying to figure out where do I fit in? Is this a sales role? Is this a, you know, something different? And they landed on, hey, let's, let's have you work on digital operations. And that was really my first go into working behind the computer, working on e-commerce, uh, building the brand online, moving into different things like social media and even into video production. So I learned a lot through that start in the industry, came over, worked independently, working with different hair product brands and now currently um, doing a lot with Goldilocks, um, like you said, business partner um, within IBE. And, you know, we make luxury hair care products and supplements for all hair types. And so I've got a lot of knowledge and, and over those 15 you know years or so, I've learned a lot about the web in general, especially building a website and trying to attract more people to your website. So that's really how I got my start. And um, I've been fortunate enough in the last uh, probably year and a half or so, I've been teaching for IBE, uh, part of the master's program, a course on actually Google My Business, how you can use you know, local optimization tools to help drive your business, you know, without spending any money, but just doing little tactics that can really help you. And so that's one element of it, but I'm excited to jump in here and talk more about how a website can be super beneficial to help grow your salon business. I have certainly learned so much from you throughout this journey with IBE, and I'm really excited for others to, to hop on that train as well and be able to say the same thing because you truly are a wealth of knowledge within that realm. I think it's hard for stylists to really decipher what's more important in their business as far as social media goes, or even like having website. It's important for us to know why we need the website. So can you kind of give us some background as to why that would be maybe even more important than social media? Salon owners and hairstylists, you're busy. I mean, first of all, if you are running your business, if you have a suite or if you do have a salon, not only are you worrying about everything that goes on with your business, but you typically manage your own books as well. You're trying to do the marketing on top of that, which is, you know, building business for your salon so that you can grow and hopefully scale and maybe one day sell if that's your goal. The way I'd like to look at this is a website is just like social media. Social media is incredibly important right now. I mean, it has become more important, especially over this last, you know, five to eight years, I would say, mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's a great way. It's almost like your lookbook online. You can yeah. post up, then people can start understanding and seeing the type of work you do, especially if you have a consistent or a niche that you're in. For example, you know, maybe you do extensions or color or whatever that service is, and you've really carved out a niche and people know you for your style. That's incredibly beneficial. And so you can use your social media profiles as more of a lookbook, you know, you know to help support that. And then oh, yeah. where does it stop right there? And in my opinion, it kind of uh, stops with regard to, you know, marketing, uh, the collection of data and information. Yes, you can do it through your social media. You can embed job forms or, you know, link to a form on your website or something like that to where they can take that next step. But does it always happen? Not really. I think as stylists, what you end up happening is 
your DMs suddenly start filling up. So at the end of a long day in the salon, now you're looking down and you're like, okay, I got to get my post in for the day because yep. you still have to engage. You still got to drive business to your website. You're actively marketing. And then it's like, oh, now I need to go respond to you know 20 people. It's not an easy job for stylists. And so what I want to help people understand, and we can get into this a little bit more, is a website is something that works for you long-term. It's not something you have to actively do every single day. You don't have to go on there and update your website, create a blog post, or create a new content page every single day. It's something that you can do sparingly. And if you plan your website really well, it's something you don't have to do a whole lot other than, you know, when the leads come in, you know, figuring out a system on that. And hopefully you can, you know, automate a lot of that process as well. I do want to talk about how we can, you know, utilize a website to grow your business and help it to become an asset for your business. You know, Tori, before yeah. this, we were, we were kind of chatting about like social media and how, yes, it's an amazing platform and like, don't get rid of it, continue doing what you're doing, but you do post and it goes onto somebody's feed. They see it for a 10th of a second. They either engage with it or they don't. And then they're on. Where do most people go though, Tori, when it comes to like, if you're looking for a service or a product that's near you, do you go to Instagram and start searching for a local service? Nope. Especially when it's local. I am for sure on Google. The majority of searches do begin on Google. If you're looking to learn something, it happens on YouTube. Those are the two largest search engines and they're both owned by Google. And so the nice thing about both of those is they work for you long-term. Once you publish content on your website, that becomes evergreen. You can drive people to your website from a blog post that you created 10 years ago and further on. I mean, if it's well-written and you keep on you know, going back and updating that post over time, it continues to have relevance, which means the effort and time that you put in years ago to create that can pay off years and years later, which you can't do on social media right now. No. Um, Instagram's not set up that way. It's not a search engine. TikTok's no. not that way. You know, They're slowly becoming more integrated into search, but it's still not there yet. And the winner is always going to be, you know, your search engines. And so we do have to optimize for that. And by spending a little bit of time actually building out your website or working on your website, it can pay dividends to your business. And if you are looking to grow your business and grow your bottom line, a website is the number one place to start along with Google My Business and other local directories that all kind of feed into the same thing anyways, which is attracting local business, right? People that are interested in your service live nearby you. I've noticed a lot of the most common booking systems, they're integrated with Google too. So if you're getting reviews on your booking systems, those are all tying in to your Google My Business profile, which will then tie into your website. So it is just one huge funnel. And I think a lot of us sleep on it. I think that it's a huge one. And I think we actually, if I'm being honest, I think we do a lot more work than we have to when it comes to we put all of our eggs in that social media basket and just our reputation and our existence of, of getting new clients hangs from that when really from what I'm gathering, if we shifted our focus to a website, it would be just as fruitful or more. You brought up testimonials, right? That's just one element of it. But, you know, you look at, for example, Google My Business. I'm a huge advocate of it. I think that if you set your profile up right and do it the right way, just put a little bit of effort into it, that will drive significantly more business to your salon than any Instagram post ever will. Unless you are reaching millions of people that live near you, keep in mind that if you suddenly start gaining tons of followers, let's say you have 100,000 followers, 
how many of those people are local? How many of those are qualified buyers for the service that you provide? Because I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of people that maybe have the means or want to get on a plane and you know fly out to your location. Yes, it definitely happens. So I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but it's rare, right? Most sure. of the time you're searching for somebody local, you're going on to Google, you're going on to Yelp, you're going on to these local platforms, trying to find somebody that's near you. I do believe though, the good thing about social media is that is where you can find the inspiration. You can find the type of stylist that you want to work with. Your website should be doing the work that actually attracts the lead, puts them into your funnel, schedules that, you know, that consultation, and then eventually gets them to book an appointment to become your next client. And, you know, that's, that's the importance of a website versus, um, you know, spending all your time on social media. So yeah, really good point. I do think that people spend way more time than they should on their next post when they should be thinking about what can I do that can long-term drive business to my salon? Really? It's not as important as, as we have made it. And so I think that we can save some time and effort and give ourselves a break by having a website and having that established. Having that website is a whole another conversation, which you and I are about to <laughs> dive yeah. into. There is some maintenance there and there's some things that will make or break that website. So let's talk about what do you feel like are some crucial aspects of your website that you think all stylists should have or salons should have? Just in terms of structure of a salon website. Um, first of all, I like to place a lot of emphasis on your homepage. I don't care what website you run, whether it's a giant e-commerce or a blog, something else, the majority of your website funnels through your homepage. You're looking to quickly tell them what you do. And this could be your specialty. I would, I would focus and narrow down into your specialty saying like, this is what I do, or this is what we do as a salon, and then get them into that next step. So if you're an extension salon, for example, and they go to your website, it should mention something about extensions and your value proposition. And what I mean by that is like the title or the heading that you typically see when you go to most websites. It's usually like, if you're looking at it on a desktop, you might have an image off to one side, and then you've got a title off to the other side. And then you usually have a call to action button below that. If it's on mobile, it's just stacked. You know, you could usually leave with an image and you've got some type of message and then a button. That message should, without them scrolling at all on your website, it should definitely tell them exactly what you do and then lead them where to go next. So I'm going to use extensions as an example of this. So if you're an extension salon, you should have a beautiful photo of either an installation in progress showing how it works or ideally um, maybe an end product. You know, you're showing the end result of work that you've done. And then a value proposition that aligns with that. And then the button is learn more about our extensions or learn more about our extension services. From there, leading them into a page that explains everything about extensions and the extensions that you offer is incredibly beneficial. In that one, you would talk about all the concerns. So, I mean, every one of you that does extensions, you know that process. You've had the consultation so many times. You go through it with them. You're asking them pointed questions. You know what to ask you also know what they ask you. That's gold. Start writing that information down because once you do, now you're starting to form what that page looks like for you. And the goal of that page is you want to get them there and you want to clearly let them know that, okay, by you know getting extensions, this is what you're going to get. Now let's talk about all the things that go along with that. How do you maintain them? When are my move-ups? Um, you know, can I swim with them? Like, you know, your sleep schedule, you know, I mean, you talk about everything that goes along with your extensions from start to finish, 
make sure that you've addressed all concerns on that page. And then from that page, that should be linking into a consultation form or a booking form. It depends on what your process is. Think about it as a tiered approach to where it's like they get to your website, you're sending them where you want them to go. Don't leave it up to chance. Start dictating where they go on your website. If you want more extension clients sitting in your chair, optimize your website for extensions. Lead them down that funnel. So homepage, extension page, consultation form or booking form. And then from there, you know, you got to take over the rest. You should definitely have those elements. Another thing that's really important is, you know, I know that on social media that I like to consider that your lookbook. Yeah. Um, I think you can take it a step further on your website. And instead of just going and creating a general gallery, because I do think that a link out to your Instagram is beneficial for that, where you don't have to go in and redesign a gallery and update it all the time. It's so time consuming. Instead, why don't you take a different approach on it? And what I like to do is I would turn some of your client before and afters into stories. Okay. And so, you know, Janet, she came over and saw me because she had this concern. She, you know, her hair was thinning out. She needed more length. She needed more volume and she wasn't getting it the other ways. And so you had done proper consultation. You had fitted her with, you know, extensions and then the end result was like gorgeous. It's everything that she wanted. Imagine taking those stories and putting those on your website instead of like full galleries. Think of it as like case studies for your clients and the reasons why people saw you and what happened after that, you know, as a result. Tell me something that wouldn't drive more business. 100%. The stories are so moving and they provide connection in an area that can feel very cold. Social media Granted, we do our best to display our work, but how people interact on social media, some people are not consuming and reading into the details. If they've made it to your website and they found you that way, they're going to decipher and pick through every little option that you have on there. So by sharing something so moving and sharing how you provided a solution for someone could be just that tipping point that it can convince your client that you are the one to help them. I love that. And you said the perfect word there, providing the solution, because when somebody searches for something online, they're literally, they have a problem. They're looking for a solution. Literally. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're buying something or if you're looking for information. It's like, you do have a problem. Like <laughs> I need something for my hair. I need a, I need a high quality shampoo that makes my hair soft and, you know, doesn't weigh it down. So you start looking for those type of things, right? So no different here when you're finding a hairdresser, a new stylist, that's, you know, going to do your extensions. Yeah. You are digging in there and you are trying to figure out like, is this the right fit for me? You are literally performing a search. So it's your job on your website to provide the solution. If you can provide the solution, you will get the client. That's how it works. I mean, just like anything else. And that's why we buy things too. We buy things because it fills the void. It fills the need, right? And so if we can have that approach and kind of have that mindset going into building your website, instead of just thinking, need a website on that, I want a homepage. I want a page about my stylist. And I want a page, you know, that obviously has my menu or my services. And I want a booking form. And that's kind of like where it ends. If you step back a little bit and just have a little bit of thought and think, okay, let's not build something so big. Instead, let's get narrow, you know, and let's focus on the experience and like solutions, right? The solutions we're, we're solving for these people. And again, in this conversation, we're talking about a guest that's looking for extension. So if you can meet their search demand, uh, which they're looking to know, are you the right fit for them? Are you the stylist that's really going to bring this to life for them and give them, you know, that confidence they, they want when they walk out the door? 
And if you can prove that through your website, it, it's going to be really powerful. And you don't need a lot of information to do it. You just need to structure it properly. I like that you mentioned narrowing it down because that's another thing that's overwhelming. I think that stops people, stylists, salon owners specifically about a website is it seems like more of a task, but that's also, you know, you don't want your website to be overwhelming for for new guests or even for your current guests who are just checking in on you. It should be very simple and very narrowed down. But I have to mention simpled, simplified, narrowed down, refined. That doesn't mean, for lack of a better term, basic. I know you and I have talked about stylists and with IBE, the services we're offering, it needs to be elevated. And so that's an important aspect too. We can't just plaster some stuff up there, lacking branding, lacking the right communication and hope it sticks, right? I love that mentality. You're absolutely right. We're not talking about building something basic here. We're talking about making it minimalistic, right? Or, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be minimalistic if that's not your style, but I'm saying give them the bare amount of information they need to make a decision, but make it comprehensive enough to where it's like they can understand. A website can be so beneficial if you do structure it correctly. It does come down to, you know, a few things with your design in particular and your images, having high quality images, spending a little bit extra time to make sure that you've got a wow image on that homepage can make a big difference. Spending a little bit of time to get the right before and after photos for, you know, that story we were talking about, that can make a big difference. Because if you're just saying, I've got to hurry and get this done so that it's off my checklist. You're kind of doing yourself a disservice. And in the end, what typically happens is you realize that, hey, this isn't, you either blame the website. You're like, this isn't working. It's not doing the job, you know, <laughs> um, or you just, you, you're just like, you know what? I can make more impact over here if I'm spending time on my social media or somewhere else. And so you divert your attention and efforts over to a different platform. I'm here to tell you websites work they work really well. And like I said, if you have a little bit of planning and you make sure that you are putting your best foot forward, again, you want a great brand representation. Your website's the one place you can control. You know, when you're on Instagram, you can control what a feed looks like to a degree. I mean, even that's pretty difficult sometimes because, you know, everything can get kind of mixed up, right? But with a website, you do have complete control. You can say on my homepage, it is going to look like this and I am driving them into these pages. And once they do that, they're going to be going into this next page. You know, you can really dictate what the funnel looks like and the experience for the user. So make it an elevated one because as extension artists in particular, you are selling a high dollar service, period. And so I don't know about you, but like if I'm selling something where it's going to be, you know, a minimum thousand dollars and usually much more than that, I want to make sure that that experience on the website reflects what I'm about to charge you for those services. I've seen a lot of salons turn to stock image websites, which aren't a bad thing for images that help tell a story, right? About maybe your service. Right. So you can use some stock images, but I would use original images to display your work. And so there's a couple of reasons behind that. Obviously, number one, you want them to know what type of work that you do. You want them to see the type of services that you offer. And the other piece of that is that unique content. If you add a little bit of what's called alternative text or alt text to those images, if any of you own a website and you place an image on your website, and then it says alt text, you're probably like, what's that? I don't need that. What that does when you actually complete that, it's a description of the photo. So it could be blonde hair, woman wearing extensions or wearing 18 inch extensions that have been curled with a curling iron. I mean, you can get really that descriptive. Wow. And what that does is, you know, Google's pretty good. Their AI is, 
definitely improved. It's incredible where it can look at an image and say, yeah, that is a, that's a woman wearing extensions. Uh, it might not know the exact specifics of it, but if you feed it and you, you, you complete that alt text and you tell them what that image is, now it can index it on your search engines or on these search engines. And then people that do image searches, which is really common for hair, because you're on Pinterest, you're looking for images of hair. For example, you're, you're going to Google, you switch over to the images tab. Once you start your search and you start seeing different examples, same thing applies for your website. That actually becomes a huge search opportunity for you. Another way to drive them to your website and get them right into your funnel. Long story short on what you just brought up with the images, it is incredibly important to make sure that you definitely put your best foot forward, you know, make your website look beautiful and have it represent your brand. Another thing that goes into that too is on Instagram, we are able to see the insights very easily. So we're like, okay, that posted good. It got a lot of likes or it got a lot of engagement. And so I think when it comes to traffic on your website, that's a little bit more fuzzy for us because we're like, what is it even doing for us? Is it even performing? Do people even go to it? What would be some key things that you would say would help drive more traffic to your website? Great question. And actually, before I even get to that, you need a way to measure it. And, and guess what? There's a free tool out there for that. It's called Google Analytics. <laughs> it's an of absolutely course. free tool that just requires adding a small bit of snippet or code to your website. There's plugins that do this. Web developers, you could literally hire somebody on Fiverr and pay them you know, under $50 to get it all set up for you. If you're looking for like, just you don't have a big budget and you're like, I do want some visibility about what I'm doing set up Google Analytics. And there's another one right down. It's called Google Search Console. It's also a free one. Search Console is a little bit different. It actually tells you how people are getting to your website. So when they're on Google and they're searching a term, so I'm looking for an extension artist in you know Salt Lake City, Utah, for example. And if you are ranking for that keyword, it will tell you how many people clicked on that or found you from that keyword. It's valuable information. Way too in-depth to get into it on, on this conversation. But again, there are people out there and services that will set it up for you for a, a minimal cost. Having those two items integrated to your website, I would say if you already have a website, it's probably the most important thing that you can do right now because it does give you visibility. I know that we love our analytics on, on social media. You just mentioned that. You need the same type of visibility on your website because if you don't know what's working on a page, if you don't know that 80% of the people that visit a page leave immediately, that's that's information you need to know because oh, yeah. if that's happening, you need to either fix that page or you need to get rid of it. That's why it's so great to work with some SEO companies. I know that we work with a really great one. We are going to provide a link in the description here if you are looking for services to not only help with your website, but attracting organic traffic through SEO. Sometimes we just don't have the capabilities. You know, it's like you are a great hairdresser no doubt. And maybe you're not great, you know, uh, working a website. So having somebody employed to do that for you is sometimes the best bet. And the great thing is, is if you find a great SEO company, then they can drive you business that will go on forever. It's really, really great. Number one, the best way to drive traffic. It's not a short-term fix, but it is the best, best thing you can do is have an SEO strategy in place. Are you looking for something short-term? That's social media. If you want to drive immediate traffic right now in the moment, go post to your social media. You'll probably get a hit. If you want something that works for you long-term, then head over to the search engines, you know, make sure that you optimize your website so that you can be found for ranking keywords that are important to your business. Okay. 
So an SEO strategy, and that one is a really deep conversation. I mean, just talking about SEO in general is a, a beast, I think. There's a lot of really great information. First of all, you could head over to YouTube and search for local SEO best practices. That's a great place to start if you don't have a budget. Like I said, if you do have budget and you're looking for someone to do it, check out the link in the description for this podcast. That's a great place to start, or you can find your own companies too. You know, As long as you've got somebody working on it and you've vetted them and you trust them, move forward with it because it's a great investment for your business. But just some little things you can do is on your websites, I would have a content page for each of the services that you offer. And I would start again with your most important services. And you know, stepping back just a little bit from that, not just your most important services, but the type of customer that you want to attract in your chair. Who is that person? Once you've identified them, start building a content plan around that person. That one person, oh. I would start right there. Instead of thinking like, I've got to create a website that caters to every service that I offer. That is overwhelming. And I promise you, it's going to be so much that you're just going to be like, I've got to stop. You know, it's just, I don't have time yeah. for this. Well, I got myself into a little predicament of buying a website template. I didn't even know the post really, the where it was going to live. I didn't know anything. And the template came with like a how-to, of course, mm -hmm. but I was stuck with this template I spent thousands of dollars on with really no clue what I was doing or how it was going to perform for me or how to track analytics. And it took me the entire shutdown when we were closed <laughs> to get it going. And now here I am three, four years later, and I'm like, gosh, I don't even want to look back at that thing. I don't, I don't want to dive in and redo it all. Like it's so, it was so much. I had to like dig into where I used to use MySpace, that yeah. file of my brain and try to do some coding, <laughs> like that type of thing. But, and that even wasn't enough, you know, because it's not my job. I am not a web designer. And so it was tough, even just like going out there and getting a website. I know that with our partner, it's turnkey. So yes. you just send them your stuff and it's done. Essentially, you're just like, here's my information. These are my assets. Please bring it to life. And then their team goes and actually does the whole thing for you, creates your lead funnels for you. They can sync it up to email platforms. I mean, anything that you're looking for, you can go as custom as you want, or you can make it as minimal as you want. It just depends on your budget and what you're looking to do. But yeah, Turnkey is an incredible service. I highly recommend taking advantage of that if you do have the means for it. Like I said, it's an investment into your business because going back to the beginning of this conversation, I strongly feel like your website is an asset of your business. If you're not investing in that asset, then one day when you're looking to sell your business, okay, great. You have a beautiful salon and um, you know you do have like a staff in place and you know, all the things that you need to, to run a business, but how is it driving business? How are you driving leads? If you can say, I've got this website that gets X amount of traffic per month with that, I'm converting 4% of those into actual clients, you know, and you can actually put some numbers and metrics behind it. Tell me, I mean, that's valuable. That's something that you can't argue. And then all of a sudden the value of your salon just stepped up, you know, it's yeah. no longer worth just what the books say it's worth what you're bringing in and what the potential value is there too. So treat it that way. If I was someone who is familiar with the business side of salons and salon ownership and stylists in general, when you buy a salon, I mean, you can buy the clientele, but yeah. in reality, we don't own our clients and we aren't able to dictate where they go. I always say we're renting them and rent is due at every appointment. We have to nail it every time. With that mindset, 
it would be more valuable for a salon to have a website that is bringing new guests in because they will still be coming. They won't even realize that there was a switch of hands. This goes for every business. I've ran into this with e-commerce businesses too, where the emphasis was on drive sales now. We need sales. We need sales. We need sales. Like whatever it takes, like exhaust it and drive sales. And then what happens is you start forgetting about lead generation, right? Because all your efforts are on driving the now driving, yeah. you know, like in, it's just the same as Instagram. It's like, I'm posting now because I want to put work out there and I want to get a new client immediately. That's why you do it. So same type of approach on the website. If you have that, that approach where it's like, I'm looking for the next, like right now, right now, right now, instead of I'm going to build something that is just going to continue like day after day, I'm going to have leads coming in prospects, right? The opportunity to be able to see a new guest and have them sit in your chair. That's what you're going for. And I think this will give us some peace too. Like there's so much pressure and guilt. And even I would say shame associated with social media and being present and being active. And so that's a lot of weight on a stylist or salon owner's shoulders for that to exist. And so to be able to take a break and not feel like you're going to take a hit on your requests is nice, you know, to be able to just like step back and like not have all of your new leads be coming from Instagram, which is dependent upon you being active is so, so great. You're right. Because what happens when you stop posting, you no longer have a marketing funnel. And so now what are you doing? You're going back to like guerrilla tactics. You're leaving like flyers on windows and like, you know, you're, you're trying to just like, you know, going back old school, right? That's why it is important to think long-term on this, set yourself up for success because, you know, there are times when it's like social media becomes overwhelming. I can't even count how many times I've seen stylists in general take breaks from social media because it's so overwhelming. It's a burnout because you are working long, long hours behind the chair. You're exhausted. So now you've got to put the post together when you get home. I mean, that's what I've seen. That's the experience that I noticed is like, now you're sitting on the couch instead of enjoying like a show and like having some dinner or anything else, you're working on your post for the next night or the day or, you know, the time that you're posting right now, you know, so if you could shift some of that and give yourself the freedom to say like, you know what, it's okay if I don't post every single day onto my social media, I don't need to create a post because I've got this funnel over here that's driving business nonstop. And so this is gravy, you know, and it allows you, I think, to be more creative and then you can start posting things that you want to post that do align with your style and your brand and the type of customer that you're trying to attract versus constantly be in this phase where it's like you're marketing 24 seven. Social media becomes more fun when you aren't yeah. so reliant on it to work for you. It kind of puts you back on the consumer side of things where you're just, you're being creative and you're having fun. And even when I'm talking with stylists that I'm going through coaching with, talking to them about Google My Business and ads specifically, which we didn't, we're not, I mean, that's a whole nother situation, but Google, my business has advertising. And I mean, if you want to take a break from social media, but you still want to be packing that punch, do an ad. So yeah. you're still existing and your stuff is still being present, but you're not actually having to be present and be away from your family. I mean, we already skip lunch half the time. We can't be skipping dinner to sit down and plan our social media. Yeah, I, I wish that more people understood how valuable a website could be and how much less work you, you could end up doing because of that. And we touched on this earlier, but Google My Business, basically all of your local directories that could include Yelp, believe it or not, yellowpages.com. That's a great place. It's a directory. 
it's a local search. It might not be a place where people find you, but it does provide what's called clout or an inbound link to your website. And inbound links actually help you with your SEO. So the more sites that link to your website, the better. And if you can get specific to like actual pages, that's even better too. But I highly recommend Google My Business is an absolute must. Make sure that your Yelp is configured and set up. Go to Apple Maps. Make sure that you're on the Apple Maps listing. Again, these are all free services. You have the opportunity to advertise and bring yourself to the top of those maps if, if that's something you're looking for. But these are free, 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 free. So find local directories in your state, register your business on every single one of them, including like the Better Business Bureau. Um, that's yeah. one, it's a link, it's, it's coming yep. in and there's a lot of traffic that goes to that website. So think high traffic websites, you want a link from them that goes to your website. So I would start there, it's free. It's not that difficult to set up. It can be done with little to no training. You can at least get by, you know? And then if you need additional help, you know, we talked about that with the, the team that we work with. That is a service they provide where they'll get you set up in all your online local directories so that they can start ranking locally for you with those organic searches. And then one kind of hidden gem that I like to throw out there is you might not have a YouTube channel, but I do recommend actually putting one together for your salon. And so the reason why is because going back to the beginning, it's the second largest search engine in the world behind Google. And so the great thing about a video is it can live on there forever. You can talk about maintaining extensions. It's something more specific to like what it is that you offer and the type of client you're trying to attract. Create videos around them, education series for potential guests. You can not only run those as content on your website, but that can be a link into your, your website. Once somebody watches a video, you got your link to the website at the top of your description, and that could be driving traffic just like Google. I highly recommend jumping into it. YouTube is a superstar when it comes to organic local traffic. It's it's huge. If you guys don't know, Missile Lead Extensions has an incredibly comprehensive YouTube. So it teaches your clients how to maintain their hair, how to wash their hair, how to style their hair, all kinds of things. So until you have your own content library, you could totally grab some of IBEs <laughs> and, yes. and embed those YouTube videos into your own page. Totally. And going back to that extension page we we're talking about, those are great to embed on there. If you're talking about how to maintain your extensions and now you've got a representation of here's how you maintain your extensions and you didn't have to do the work, phenomenal. Now it's a benefit driving traffic to, you know, IBE as well, mm -hmm. which as an artist, that's okay. Think about it where it's like, you know, if you are looking to create some of that content on your own, it can be a valuable resource for you. And you, you can start embedding those once you get the quality up and at least you're providing some type of additional service. And so, you know, just thinking off the cuff here, when you have a guest that you see, that's maybe a new install, what, I mean, how awesome would that be if you had like a little, uh, like a follow-up email or something that goes out and you're letting them know in the chair, Hey, once you leave this, I'm going to send you an email. It's going to have three videos that are really important for you to watch because it's going to teach you best practices before you go to sleep. And you can talk to this obviously during, you know, the consultation and, and the follow-up, but you could send them a recap. Here's a video that does this. Here's a video on how to maintain it, you know, and just send them those important videos, even a styling video. Cause I know there's a bunch of styling videos on, on IBE's uh, YouTube channel. Thinking of all those different value ads. Are you kidding me? That's so valuable. That's high touch. It's a digital experience, but it also is showing that, look, I care about these extensions. I want them to last for you. And so here's some resources that could definitely help you out. And I know that some of you may have felt overwhelmed coming into this episode. 
you may feel excited now, like Dan mentioned for some people, this is fun stuff, but to others, (laughs) it may feel more overwhelming. And he mentioned the team that we partnered with that is absolutely incredible. And they have different package options. They have the template with SEO, which is a foreign language to a lot of us stylists. And then the template, the SEO and the ads. So there are a lot of options there. It is so comprehensive. They make sure that all of the boxes are checked because another thing is once I got my website up, I was like, okay, now let's hope that all of these links work, that every button works, that every <laughs> yeah. nothing breaks along the way. And I'll get messages from other IB stylists like, I'm creeping on your website. Um, this button uh, didn't, and I'm like, oh. I've got to get that website out of my bio because <laughs> that's how I felt. I almost like it was great. And then now it's just withering away and I don't feel like it's doing a great job. And so you don't want to feel like that. You want to feel prepared and fully set up for your guests to have that experience because I mean, the guest experience starts way before they're in the chair. And in, yes. in my opinion, it's going to start with your website. Yeah. They're going to see your social media, but like this is where you're like, okay, this is who I am as a professional. This is my website. And so that's where the guest experience starts for me. And it's funny that you even say that too, where you're talking about broken links. Guess what? Google search console tells you all of the errors on your website. So it's like, you guys, these free tools exist out there. You just need to know how to tap into them and access them and use them. And there are companies that at the very least, like the partner that we work with, they can get you set up and help you understand how to do these things. So if it becomes something that you want to self-manage over time, you have that option available to you, but at least everything gets set up for you because the setup is foundational. Just like creating your foundation with your extensions. If you don't create the correct foundation, it falls apart, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be lower on one side. It's, you know, you could have all kinds of issues. Oh my God. It's, it's the exact same thing for a website. If you do not build the foundation properly, it's going to fall apart. You're going to have broken links. You're going to have all these little small issues that eventually stack up and turn into big issues for you. So rely on somebody that can at least build the foundation and get it right for you. And then after that, figure out how you scale it. Could be on your own, could be with the partner that you, you know, like, uh, you know, whoever built it for you, including a partner of ours just depends, but, you know, allow the right people to do the work. It'll pay off tenfold. I think just a, a, a final step here, yeah. next step for stylists. If you don't have a website, and even if you do have a website right now, maybe just do one thing. And that is start thinking about that experience that you want to create on your website. What's the flow? What's the funnel that you want to create? Map it out, start drawing it down on a piece of paper and say, when somebody gets to my website, I want them to know this. Then I want them to go to this next page. And on that page, I want to educate them about this. And then I want to drive them into that next form, you know, or whatever that looks like. Start thinking about that process. When you have consultations coming up, start writing down those questions that people are asking so that they're, you know, it's not something that you forget, but you're like, okay, that's ingrained. I'm adding that to the website. Any question somebody asks, somebody else is going to have that question. So start writing down all those questions. And at least that way, when you are ready to build a website, maybe if it's not today, but it's, you know, shortly down the road, now you've got something in place. You've got a formula that you can then implement and make work for you, you know, just to make it a lot easier, you know, when the time comes. So just leave you with that and, you know, enjoy the experience. It's, it's fun. And when it starts working and you have analytics and you can start seeing what goes on, that's when the fun really happens. Thanks again, Dan. This has been great. 
such helpful tips. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you did, please rate and subscribe and we will catch you guys on the flip side. (laughs) 